Pints and Pies Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. Pints and Pies Podcast. Pints and Pies. My neck. My back. Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm the EC Lub, EC Lub, Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by my fellow members of the Nation of Conversation, the raddest woman on the Danit, Danielle Radford. Okay, you can't. You start the song and then you don't tell me what the the rest of the lyrics would have been. Oh, uh, Batman will tell you. <laughs> We're also joined by the Kelk there is, the Kelk there was, and the Kelk there ever will be, Lindsay Kelk. Hi. I love him so much. I just watched the Roddy Piper documentary and he was in it a lot and it made me happy because it was a happy one. I'll talk about it more later, but I love him. Thank you. Yes. Sorry. We had another pay-per-view this past weekend because uh, it was seven days after the last one. <laughs> You're NXT. laughing now. You wait till next week. You wait till next week, son. When I'm it really off for two is weeks. You think, you think on Sunday I'm going to watch Hell to Cell? No, I will not be fooled. <sighs> I'm on vacation. Two weeks off. No, Lublin out. We had NXT TakeOver in your house 2021, complete with Todd Pettengill. Here's my, all right, I just gotta, I just want to come out swinging on this one. They set up this room that looks like a recording booth, but it is like his head is in a fucking bucket with the echoes going on. And I know the WWE production crew is really good at their job, but it was like, hey, we're here right now. And let me just tell you, I love to play the other letters. And this guy over here, I hate that. It drives me Fucking insane! As a group of people who have all, at one time or another, recorded podcasts in cupboards, uh, it was a little bit upsetting, wasn't it? They weren't even trying. Yeah, I think my favorite part of the whole thing, and it was a good, it was a good show, was Beth Phoenix's gold tuxedo. One hundred percent. One hundred. That was the best. That was the best part. What what matches in particular stood out to each of you, Danielle? What was your number one moment in the show? Well, I don't know if it was my number one, but Leah Martinez was pretty good. Mm -hmm. L.A. Knight and Cameron Grimes was pretty decent as well. I, I mean, overall, it was a pretty good card. It just didn't, I don't know, it wasn't hitting on all cylinders for me personally. What fell short? I don't know. All of the matches just seemed a little, I don't know if it was under energy or what it was, but it just felt mm. a little like, Ugh. but it's also, I think, ending with, what was it, five dudes? Yeah. <laughs> so many just white dudes, just five white dudes. Well, mostly four four dudes and then that one big dude, that one who just came in at the last minute because he couldn't hang with the other dudes. But he's the champion. So <laughs> that makes sense in wrestling logic, doesn't it? But it's also, um, it's still NXT. Yeah, so it's still like a good show. It's just, maybe it was just me and I was just like not feeling it because of it's been a little warm. Lindsay, what do you think? I um, I agree with Danielle. I enjoyed okay. it. It fell a little flat to me. I don't know in particular why i think i mean they had a lot of newer people on the card and i think we are in that build period again with nxt which is no bad thing because you know everything has a season the women's matches with the newer women or at least women who haven't been there as long or on the main event as often i did ask the nation of conversation on instagram what they thought of the show and earth mm -hmm. tamikas just read my mind and saw into my soul when uh, they said they were impressed that Pete Dunne didn't get one spot of spray tan on that white gear. And I've got to <laughs> give them props for that because I'm like, that's, that's, that was also in my thoughts. 
But, you know, nice of him to wear England football team inspired gear and then to lose much like the England football team will probably uh, within the next couple of days. <laughs> Soccer is happening, people. Soccer. So, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the ladder match and then the rest of it was fine. I, I feel a little bit of what both of you are feeling and our friends on Instagram. And part of it is is yes, there's roster building happening. The other part is we're kind of on the road to their summer takeover. Yeah. So there isn't going to be anything huge. You're just sort of mixing, you know, we're at that point where we're, there are scientists pouring liquids from one beaker into another to see how they react and see yes. what happens. And sometimes you get great stuff. I thought the latter match was, was great. I don't think anybody's going to, going to put it up there as an all timer because they didn't, jump through a flaming bag of tacks onto five teams. <laughs> but they were great. They both really committed and it was super fun. They are two men yeah. who really want to put on a good show and they are just complete pros. And I loved the opening match too, the the six man tag. That was um Yeah. That was really fun. I loved yeah. that promo. That was so great. What about Canada? <laughs> <laughs> Look, if you go up and down the roster, you're not gonna find bad matches. No. It's just there's yeah. nothing to get excited about because nothing here is the blow-off to a huge feud. The Ember Moon versus Raquel Gonzalez. There's no way in hell Ember Moon is winning that match. Ooh, Doesn't mean they're not going to have a very good match, but she's filler for whoever they want to be an, an actual challenger next. And that's not <sighs> any shade on Ember. It's just, like, you know the pattern. You yeah. know the wrestling pattern in general. I just get frustrated that Ember Moon always seems to be in that position, but that's what it is now. Yeah. I feel like she came in from being new and amazing to being veteran who makes other people look amazing and totally skipped over the part in the middle where she gets to look amazing you know i I think there is an issue that a lot of people have and it's not something that isn't overcome this is my opinion as as a fan is that the personality doesn't match the persona so who she is in between the ropes has nothing to do with who she is when she puts her mouth on a microphone and talks words Mm. bailey was the same problem and then she turned heel and now she's found an, another level and it just takes time it took her i mean how many years until she could cut a good promo yeah. just to get away from that for a second because i want to briefly talk about the ladder match which i enjoyed a great deal what i liked mm. so much about it was the story and i know i've been comparing la knight to to the rock in terms of promo ability and i'm going to extend that to his storytelling in the ring because if you watch especially a lot of early like like rock I quit matches when he was in his heel persona, he would talk and find little bits that that you could hear on camera. And and one in particular for LA Knight was somebody cheering for Cameron Grimes in the front row and him going, You like Cameron Grimes? You want to meet him? And then throwing him into the wall. <laughs> that was magic. Just like a great little bit of story <laughs> in a match that had really great stories, right down to Cameron Grimes basically losing the match because he wanted the gold ladder as opposed to the one that he could have climbed to just grab the case now and then. Of course, it's dumb, but it makes sense for the character. Mm-hmm. But if you if you plot out the story, the line of logic for each person in the match, that one I think lines up really, really well. And that's it's not always something that we get in matches, even very good matches. Yeah, I thought it was really well done and it was really smart. And the storyline makes total sense. They fully pushed Cameron into the face role for this match by the time we got mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And the million dollar belt can't be on her face. Like you can't have the million dollar champion as a face when it comes back. Uh, yeah. So it made yeah. perfect sense to, for it to be LA Knight. And I think the payoff on NXT this week was fantastic. I want to shout mm-hmm. to the moon all day. 
Mm-hmm. And I genuinely would like to have a conversation with Cameron about where he's getting those lovely suits. I know I keep going on about it, but they're just well cut. They're nice colors. It's interesting. I like it. So I'm into this. I'm into this carrying on. I want to see where it goes. Normally not a big fan of the suit without a shirt underneath, but Cameron... You shouldn't be. It's like the wrestling equivalent of shoes without socks. And yet... <laughs> and yet... And yet... Look, if, if you're going down to get the mail or you're running to the 7-Eleven in the summertime... Sometimes you just throw your shoes on because you're too lazy to go get socks. <laughs> but, it, but overall, it's bad. It's bad. I get it. We'll pick up from the end of TakeOver and we'll talk about what happened on Tuesday. That's going to be in our main event. We had AEW. You want to talk about the women's division, Lindsay, and give us an update? No, because again, I didn't see it. Um, there was one <laughs> like, match. It was on There was Friday, one match at a Britt right? Baker promo. Nyla Rose versus the, the legit. Uh... Oh, no, I did see it. It was Nyla Rose yeah. versus Layla Hirsch. Thank and you, I Layla did Hirsch. see it because mm-hmm. I am a huge Layla Hirsch fan. This is where I am yeah. with AEW now. Like, I've just been like, my brain's like, no, let's just say we didn't and protect ourselves. Even when we did, they're moving it around in the schedule is really messing with me. Like, really, really messing with me. I have no idea when it's on and no idea what I've seen versus when I've already talked to you guys about it. I thought it was a fun match. It was like a long match. Mm-hmm. Everyone got their stuff in. I like Layla a lot. Uh, I thought they made each other look really good. I thought they they worked together really well. Mm-hmm. I, I'm down to see Brit Nyla. I'm assuming, yeah, that Nyla's not gonna get it. But let's 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 move on from from Lindsay's dark place <laughs> because uh, I'd like to live. Since since you haven't been watching AEW and and Danielle, I don't know if you have or not. I have not seen that. No. Would you believe me if I told you that uh, what's the name of Chris Jericho's group? The fun time gang, the inner circle, and <laughs> the yeah, fun the inner time circle, gang. and then Chris Jericho's fun time gang. Guys. Chris Jericho's super happy fun time gang. Yeah. What's the name of um of Scarfy's gang? I can't remember his name. Pinnacle. either. I can't remember his name. <laughs> Scarfy and I cannot remember Scarf. MJF's pinnacle. What? The pinnacle. MJF, thank you. The pinnacle. Yeah. The pinnacle and the inner circle not only had a uh, one blow off match, but then another blow off match, and now they're still cutting promos on each other, yeah, and the inner die. circle is destroying the Pinnacle's uh, limo, so they could have a. I can only imagine the next match is they just give them knives and say, "All right, one <laughs> of you's coming out alive, but only one of you." It's a stabby oh. match. Can they do it like beat it? Yes, they're gonna do it like beat it. They're gonna tie their hands together. <laughs> as long as they have the music, it's getting tired. They're dance isn't it? fighting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I would be down for a West Side Story match. Mm-hmm. I think if anyone's gonna kill it, it's these guys. They can only dance fight. They can only snap at each other. And anything that happens with three dancers doing the exact same move in unison gets double points. Hey, remember when the Royal Rumble's theme was West Side Story and they dressed them all up and did an opening number? I'm putting that over. (laughs) I'm putting it over. This Sunday is hell in the the cell. Hell in a cell. I think they say it both ways. I think it's hell in a cell. That's how I say it. But I've also heard it called hell in the cell. And that doesn't sound right. It's just a cell. But it, and yet it is the cell. There's the only one cell. It's so it confusing grammatically. You guys figure this out. Did you know the steel is unforgiving? Anyway, got a lot of matches going on. One match pulled from the card. The match so big that it had to be on Friday night instead of Sunday. <laughs> and that is Roman Reigns versus Rey Mysterio for the Universal title. And I will, uh, I hate to say this. I know, Julie, Julian, you want to earmuff it for a second? I have, I have earbuds. It doesn't matter. Don't worry about it. Just just for me. Ray, it's over, Ray. <laughs> it's over, Ray. We get that you love your son. I'm glad you're getting a run together. It's not your fault, Ray. 
look, if they offer you a main event, you should take it. Give Roman something better to do. I don't know. There's not much better than watching Roman yeet Dominic into next week. (laughs) (laughs) He did throw him. Yeah, that was pretty great. And this is nothing against Rey Mysterio. I love Rey Mysterio. I just, like, Roman is a champion that deserves more credible challengers instead of having to manufacture a reason why Rey might be able to beat him. I just feel that strongly Dominic shouldn't be involved at all. Like, Dominic's had his minute. Now it's time to go back to his room and think about what he's done. I, mm. I'm just really not feeling that he ought to be on my screen as often as he is. You know they're going to turn him heel on his dad at some point, right? Yeah, you know in that's like coming. 10 years when I'm not watching. Like, don't do it now. <laughs> I, don't, I can't bear it. I just, the Dominic of it all to me is so weird. Dominic is a legacy. Dominic is someone who was raised... In this, he was in this business before he was even a fetus. He was in this business when he was swimming around and his dad. I don't mm-hmm. get it. Be better. For every brawny, there is a Michael Jordan's son who is not as good at basketball as his dad. So it's just the way it works out. The genetics doesn't guarantee that you're going to be the same. He's not bad. He's, he's not, just not bad, but he's not good. And I just, like... It's tough. At least, this is going to sound really mean, but like... Look oh better. If you're not going to be better, look better. Get in better. better shape. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying everyone's going to be super mega ripped, incredible hot bodies because, like, it's 2021 and all bodies are viable bodies and that's nonsense. But, like, you're not good at your job, but there's another version of being good at your job where you just look really good at your job or you sound really Be amazing on the mic. Go take acting classes and get incredible at promos. Be undeniably incredible at one thing instead of the only undeniable thing about you being your dad is Rey Mysterio. And if you believe storylines, that's potentially deniable anyway. So, like... Are you encouraging Dominic to be a star? I'm encouraging Dominic to be a star, and I'm encouraging the Mysterio family to buy clothing outside of the San Diego Gucci boutique, because they are running through that place, and it's not cheap. And I know they're not short on cash, but I do worry about future planning. Uh, they should talk to their financial advisor and they should say, mm-hmm. is this $1,200 t-shirt a good idea every single week? And their financial advisor would say, it's not a legal write-off, Ray. You've got to stop it. You've got to stop it. These are my thoughts on the Mysterio family. <laughs> Sorry. I've, I've had a very stressful week. I don't know what to tell you. Also, have they moved this match from Sunday because Sunday is Father's Day and it would just be too unkind? It's just too well, they're, they're going to reveal that somebody else is actually Dominic's dad this time. <laughs> they're going to they reveal it's who Roman. Yet. Roman fathered yeah. him when he was 14 years old. Um, <laughs> like, that's how much of a man he is. He fathered Dominic Mysterio for another state at the age of 14. <laughs> Drew McIntyre is getting his last chance at the WWE title this Sunday against Bobby Lashley. Will the sword come into play? Better. <laughs> that's all I have to say. If I've got to watch this again, there better be a fucking sword. That's that. That's all I have to say. Will the sword be able to chop into the cell? Mm-hmm. Can he just slice out of the cell like fucking He-Man? Oh, give the sword the belt. <laughs> if the sword, if the sword is able to slice out of the cell, then I think that the sword gets the belt. Agreed. I think the sword was the twenty-four-seven champion briefly. <laughs> on its road because... to the cruiserweight. Yeah, Truth was was napping, and then the sword just sort of fell over on top of him, and a referee was nearby and counted three. Works for it me. was a short-lived reign. <laughs> Just a, a trio of matches. We have Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair, Bianca Belair versus Bailey, and Alexa Bliss versus Shayna Baszler. Any 
big expectations for any of these matches. I want Bliss and Baszler to get so fucking weird that everyone hates it on Monday. That's what I want. (laughs) (laughs) I want it to get cockroaches on the fucking ring weird. I want dollies and mirrors. I want it to get so weird that I'm reading think pieces by Tuesday. That's what I fucking By want. By Werner Herzog. Like, that's who you need yes. to be writing about this. He watches Do you want the, the dolly? Do you want the dolly to pin Shayna? Because I kind of want the dolly to pin Shayna, even though it goes against everything in me. Well, now I do. Right? Exactly. <laughs> we used to have this show in England called Ragdolly Anna that was a show about a ragdoll that lived with a dressmaker. I, I swear I didn't make this up in some sort of childhood fever dream. It was like an elderly dressmaker lady who probably wasn't that old, but I was a small child. And she lived with a ragdoll <laughs> called Ragdolliana. And it looks exactly like Lily. And I'm just so certain that this is Lily come back to haunt me, that this is Ragdolliana <laughs> come back having a resurgence. And I'm a little bit scared of it in the best way. And now I'm all in. Now I've made that connection. And there's about four people in England going, oh, my God. Yeah, uh, we're all very excited about this. <laughs> Lindsay, <laughs> I just want to play, Lindsay. Oh, she had a great theme song. I'm going to post me? it in the Instagram and on, on the Twitters so everyone can see it. Because it's just it's a magical, terrifying show where a rag doll is just speaking to a middle aged woman while they make dresses in Brighton. I can't tell you anything else that happened in that show, but it, it ran for years. Look at my teeth. Show me your sweater while you look at my teeth. Where did they get the teeth? Lindsay, brush my teeth. I still think that they just, they sweep up the ring after everybody's gotten their their teeth knocked out and they've just been keeping them in a jar in Vince's office. One of those teeth belongs to Nikki. Cesaro's front teeth are in there. Yeah, one of those teeth belongs to Cesaro. Nikki Bella, Nikki Bella's tooth is in there. It's in your contract. They, They own your teeth. Uh, if you lose Didn't a tooth Alicia in the Fox ring, lose a tooth Vince gets to keep point? it. Sure. Probably. I do have to say, I forgot to mention this last week, but it was a magical, magical moment when uh, Poppy came out to talk to Candice and she was like, I don't wrestle, but I know someone who does. And it was it was so wonderful to see you back in that moment. It was handled magically and it was the only time I've ever been happy to see Poppy in NXT. Now, isn't oh. Poppy that weird? Poppy used to be kind of like a weird, creepy computer almost lady and then became metal. Am I making this up? Am I high? Um, I mean, both, I think. Sure. It's Probably. true. Of, all things are true of Poppy. I just know it's Poppy. That's all I'm familiar with. And now they're trying to make her do bits with Dexter Loomis. And it was, it was an aberration. It really was terrible. But she made up for it by bringing EO back. So go Poppy on Poppy. Do they own her? Did they make mm-hmm. her? Did they yes. create her? Is She's she one of Stephanie's kids? I, if you, you watch know? the movie Cherry 3000. It'll all make sense. Noted. If you've got any thoughts on all the things we've talked about, find us on social media. All the channels on which we live can be found in our show notes. When we come back, it's time to welcome back the Samoan Submission Machine. That's next on Tights and Fights. Hey, it's John Moe. And look, these are challenging times for our mental and emotional health. I get it. That's why I'm so excited for my new podcast, Depression Mode. We're tackling depression, anxiety, trauma, stress, the kinds of things that are just super common but don't get talked about nearly enough. Conversations that are illuminating, honest, and sometimes pretty funny with folks like Patton Oswalt, Open Mike Eagle, and Kelsey Dara. Now I can kind of go like, Oh yeah, there's that thing where I feel like I'm in a video game and my hands aren't real and I'm living the Truman Show. Okay, this too shall pass. 
plus psychiatrists, psychologists, and all kinds of folks. On Depression Mode, we're working together, learning, helping each other out. We're a team. Join our team. Depression Mode for Maximum Fun, wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by... Danielle Radford. And... Lily the Doll. How about we give one <laughs> corner of wrestling some extra attention? Lindsay. This <laughs> is our main event. Let's get ready to rock! <laughs> oh, holy shit! Oh, it's live, Hal. I need that longer every week. Eventually, every this that'll week. be the whole episode. <laughs> Good. <laughs> We all hated to see him fired a few weeks ago, or budget cut. But thankfully, Samoa Joe made his triumphant return to NXT, this time as William Regal's special enforcer. Before we take a look back at Joe, I want to talk about the return, because we saw at the end of TakeOver, Regal, with a tear in his eye, leaving the, uh, the Capitol Wrestling Center, because he had lost control of the brand really putting over the, the violence and, and getting the sense that they were going to go a different direction. Maybe he wanted to take some time off or do whatever William Regal thinks he, he deserves to do. It's been seven years since I became the GM of NXT and I've never seen so much bedlam. It's complete madness. I think it's time for change. What was your feeling seeing him at the end of that show? I can't see a middle-aged British man cry. You can't <laughs> do that to me. I have only been in therapy for 10 years. You can't ask me to watch a man old enough to be my father cry on television and expect me to just like that be the end of the show. <laughs> Fuck off NXT. Like that was it was way too much. I took it very badly. I genuinely was sat up on the sofa like a meerkat, going like, "What's he doing? What's happening? What's he doing?" In that moment, I forgot wrestling is not real. Genuinely was like, "What the fuck? What the fuck is this nonsense?" Um, so well done. <laughs> um, it worked. Congratulations, everyone involved. You got me. You got me. Okay. Yeah, it was definitely a bummer summer way to end an NXT. <laughs> yeah, like it was the same thing. Like I was definitely um, touched. As anytime a wrestler cries, Danielle cries. Mm. Anytime a wrestler tears up, that, like I'm, but I cry at everything. I cry at movies. I cried at Avatar just because the music will get you. I'm mm. like that person where the music and, and the emotions will get you. So if I see someone start crying, I will definitely, the waterworks will start. So I teared up a little bit. Because I'm a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I thought that was a great moment. And I thought his promo the next night about how he lost control and and just going through oh his journey God. with the brand mm. was just, a, I mean, you know, we talked about great promos of his the other week. This is just another level of like of real emotion. He really went and found the truth in what he was saying. So he started crying yeah. again. Then out comes Karrion Cross to bully him. And, and just then- such a- Dick. And then, what a dick. So, but the great heel work. Like they're they're doing a good I job know. putting over his heel. And it made me mad because <laughs> really? it's the, it really worked, and it made me so mad, really upset about it. 
I fucking hate that guy. My, I really fucking I, hate I that I want to say, yeah, it's the first time I feel like I really got Karrion Cross though. Because mm-hmm. for a while, I've just been like, what is... What do you do besides be big? And this was, I want to say, one of the first times I was like, oh, now I get why I don't like you. Like, it's not just like now it's it's clicking for me, like in the ring. Like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, like I, there's like an in-ring reason me, for me to not like this person instead yeah. of me just yeah. being like, why are you on my screen all the time? What do you do? I feel like <laughs> the Adam Cole promo really helped. I know there were people who were like, fuck the Adam Cole promo. It made him look weak. It made him look like he's just like... They've made him look good when he isn't good. I'm like, no, the Adam Cole promo shone a light on the truth, which is that they make him look good when he isn't that good. And yet somehow he's still champion. So let's lean into that. Let's lean into the fact that, you know, he's not as good as he thinks he is, but he also kind of knows that. And yet he's still champion. So he gets to walk around smug as fuck. He thinks he's the hardest man in Doncaster. He's not the hardest man in Doncaster, (laughs) but he has somehow managed to attain that title, even though we all know it's not really true. And this is the carrying cross that I think I can actually get behind. The one that I hate so much. And he knows I hate him, and he thinks it's funny. I've been with Danielle in the, like, you need to figure out what Chunky does. (laughs) (laughs) But this this is a very clear communication of character, and then... Out comes Samoa Joe, who turns down the job of general manager and chooses to be the enforcer instead with the rules that he cannot be an active competitor and that he cannot physically uh, assault someone unless he's provoked. First, he backs Karen Cross out of the ring just with like a single sentence and a stare down. Then he chokes out Adam Cole backstage because he and Kyle O'Reilly will not stop fighting. And then after putting him, as he's choking him out, is going, shh, 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 and shushing him. And it says, Mr. Regal expects your decision as soon as possible. And when he wakes up, you tell him Mr. Regal expects his decision. (laughs) Holy shit. He's just one of those guys, Samoa Joe is one of those guys who I came to late. I knew who he was. I was aware of him mostly through his time in in TNA. Uh, But he's one of those guys who you just believe every single thing he says and every single thing that he does, and it just makes his character bulletproof. He could lose a million times or win a million times, and still the character is... That character will always work because it's him. It's some part of him that he's figured out and unlocked and is able to communicate in a really, really strong way. We all live in his secondary reality when he's cutting a promo or he's in the ring or he's staring at someone. And that's special. Not many people can do that. Again, like The Rock and and L.A. Knight, but even the two of them, maybe The Rock more, he's just so intense that it's hard to believe that that isn't who he is all the time. That's how good he is. That's real, real, real special. Yeah, I believe everything he says. Yeah. He could literally come to my house and tell me to do anything, and I feel like I would probably do it. You know, it would be like, you want to come down to the river and watch some kids burn a car? And I'd be like, yeah, sure. Like, why not? You know you're going to get into trouble, and he's not going to get into trouble. You're the one that's going to get into trouble because your mom's going to find out, and you're going to be like, but Joe said we should go down to the river and watch those kids burn that car. And she's like, well, if Joe told you to jump off a bridge, would you do it? And you'd be like, yeah, probably, because it's Samoa Joe. Yeah, we already know which body part upon which I would like him to cut a promo. So (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's already been covered. The Catwoman part? 
<laughs> yes. Batman can't do it, but Samoa Joe could do it. That's right. <laughs> Where is it? Joe is one of the uh, is one of those guys who made a name for himself around wrestling smaller stages throughout the country. But then in 2005, he signs with TNA, and he gets a TV audience. And along with Christopher Daniels and AJ Styles and a few others, he essentially helps build their X division, which becomes the the must watch part of the show. And then he feuds with Kurt Angle. Samoa Joe laying down the NWA World's Heavyweight Title Belt. It's almost as if he's daring Angle to cross the line. Look at that look in Kurt Angle's face. Look at the the eyes of Kurt Angle. And you gotta wonder if even Samoa Joe could be intimidated right now. I think he was the world champion. Uh, yeah, that's what their feud was. That's what, um, I mean, the feud was obviously Kurt Angle wanted to come and wrestle Samoa Joe, but Joe was the champion at the time, which was what, like, they yeah. they were smart about that. They immediately put it in the main event. It feels like all these guys, almost any guy you can think of, has some signature feud with Samoa Joe at some point in their career. Even guys like Punk, who did it, probably Ring of Honor, like the, those other s- smaller promotions that he's one of those guys, like, you just can't have a bad match with him. When did each of you first become aware of him? I wasn't watching TNA, but I'd like heard of him, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I think it was when all of the big hubbub, like I appreciated a lot of his work, but it wasn't until like he started coming over to WWE and everyone's like, "Ooh, Joe's coming over, Joe's coming over. And I was like, let's go ahead and do some more research into this guy. And then I like immediately he came on and I fell in love. Yeah, same for me. Uh, I wasn't watching TNA in the 2000s, but he was, of my very limited knowledge of outside WWE, he was someone I was aware of, which speaks volumes in in and of itself, because to break through my WWE walls at that point, you you Mm. had to be getting talked about, you had to be pretty good. Uh, And he was someone who, when he came over, I was made very aware of how exciting it was like it was my my brother may have picked up the phone and made a call it might not have even been a text that's how excited and if bobby picks up the phone it's a big deal uh, <laughs> but i know people were like super pumped um right. and it just made sense right away because like you say his character is so solid he is the opposite of a carrying cross you know who he is from the moment he walks out his music is perfect mm-hmm. his expressions are perfect Every word that comes out of his mouth just works. I mean, I know we're going to talk about his promo work, but he can touch on the most painful, real, personal, real life issues and still make them work. And he can work with the most nonsensical rubbish. Poor Mrs. Styles, uh, And it still works. Oh, Wendy! It seems like we're making a lot of promises tonight, including one to come home and tuck in the kids. But guess what? Daddy's already done night-night. Think about this. I think it was the summer of 2018, 2017, 2018, when Brock had the title yet again, and he wrestled a series of matches against people that were just setting him up for later on. Mm -hmm. And... Mm -hmm. Braun Strowman was one of the guys he wrestled, and that match felt like like you never thought Braun was going to win. Of those people, Samojo was the only one who I felt should have beaten Brock Lesnar. And everything from the way that they built that program, which was a one-month program, 
where he starts choking out Brock and putting him to sleep in the middle of the ring and almost beats him. Came cl- they, they booked him to come the closest of any of those people. Just tells mm-hmm. you sort of how he is. And he was one of those guys. It took him 10 years from the time he signed with TNA to get to WWE. Like, officially put on a roster somewhere. And and according to, to Legend, he was someone that was recommended to Vince multiple times as someone to hire, get on the roster, but that Vince considered him to be just another out-of-shape Samoan. No, Who knows if that's true? It's here in quotes in the script, but... We don't. That, we don't have a verified Press source. Press the allegedly for that. button. Heard it from way yeah. too many people. Just like, in. come on, come on. I heard about Richard Gere and that gerbil from a lot of people. <laughs> but we got to hit the allegedly. He was button. like, he's not yeah. related to the Rock. Sorry, I don't think there's a place for you here. So, <laughs> in 2015, he does come to NXT, wins the title twice, has a series of great matches because he's Samoa Joe. I think this was the best run that he had at his time. Uh, wrestling in WWE. His main roster stuff wasn't bad. It just didn't. There's just no room. Once you get, and NXT, I think you have more room. And part of that may be smaller pond, but part of that also may be booked differently mm-hmm. or combination of mm-hmm. the two. Because once you get to WWE, it's just there's too many people. Get in line. Well, and my, my memories of him on the main roster, I say memories as though it was like so memories. long ago. But it's all promos. Like I remember his matches in NXT and his promos. I remember the whole package. Whereas mm-hmm. in on the main roster stuff, I mainly remember, and I'm not saying he didn't have brilliant matches, but it's his promos mm-hmm. that sing out to me. And when, yeah. again, we talked to the nation on the old gram and a bunch of people said the same thing. They, they, no one said, I loved this match. And I'm sure there are people out of you out there now screaming, but I did love X match. But the, the thing that jumped to everyone's mind first, and it was the same with me, is his promo work. Brought right. up one of my favorites when he was cutting a promo on Lesnar and just turned around and was like, you look at me when I'm talking to you. Hey, hey, you need to listen to your advocate. He's protecting you from me. Because in his heart, deep down at the bottom of his soul, he knows I'm the one, I'm the man. Hey, you look at me when I'm talking to you or we can straighten this out right now. I was like, imagine someone walking up to Brock Lesnar and saying, you look at me while I'm talking to you and having the balls to pull that off. It's like you were saying, he was the one person at that time who you believed might actually do this Mm -hmm. because he believed he might actually do this. Yeah. I mean, he believed he was going to do it, right? That's the thing with Joe. It's conviction, complete and utter conviction. He is so certain of every word that comes out of his mouth. Eventually, he got hurt. He did have an injury history coming in, and those got the better of him during his time there. But they transitioned him to commentary and immediately became the best commentator, the best color commentator that they had available. And they they have some good ones. Beth Phoenix, very, very good. Even even Corey Graves for a time was good at it, but Samoa Joe just again you believe everything he say. He comes from a place of authority, so the things he tells you, he's educating you as you watch. He's just one of those guys who makes everything that he touches better, including AJ's including wife. commentary, including oh. Wendy, <laughs> including Wendy. Wendy. Yeah. How is our old Wendy. girl Wendy? <laughs> How's Wendy doing? Oh. Now, it, it feels like this version of Samoa Joe is being set up to be the guy who takes the belt off of Karrion Cross. That, that's my gut reaction seeing that is he's not going to be able to touch Karrion Cross. It's going to take a long time. And, and the blow of this storyline will be William Regal firing him so that he can go and attack Karrion Cross and wrestle him. 
that feels like I just in watching it, I was like, oh, that's where this ends. I see the end of the story right now, right here. Am I am I out of my mind? I want it now that you've said it. Right. I'd be fine with it. This is the magical thing about the storyline. It feels like we are at the beginning of a very cool. I don't play chess. But like we're at the beginning of a very cool chess game where it could go in so many brilliant <laughs> directions and all of them are good. Yes. Like he could beat Carry and Cross and then vacate the title. How great would it be if he took the title off Cross and then was like, I don't even want this. I can't Fuck even you. wrestle, but I just I had to take it off of you and then uh. vacate it. And do, I, even that would be amazing. And then you just send Carry and Cross up up and away like a fucking jellical cat like not even to the main roster just put him in a balloon and send him up to the sun um but get him out of my nxt he's he doesn't belong there uh, but i do i genuinely think they could do so many fantastic things with him and all of them involve taking the title off carrying cross wow well before we wrap this segment up we asked you the nation of conversation what you thought about joe here are a few of your comments. Stephen Ball said that Joe laid the groundwork for wrestling today with matches against guys like Punk, Christopher Daniels, and others. Certainly helped usher in. It was one of the forefathers of the modern style of wrestling mm. that we see today. He was out there doing it in the X Division. Kind of hard to argue with that. And then Davey on Twitter shared a great story about a time where he was actually undergoing chemotherapy and had to miss a local show that Joe was going to be on. But then thanks to one of his friends, Joe actually called him up to chat and signed an 8x10 photo for him. Now, it's one thing to do the signed photo, but to actually take the time to call and say hello, that tells you a lot that despite yeah. Who, yeah. who the side of Samoa Joe that we see as a performer, that he is a kind and decent human being. And not only that, but where was that local show? Where was that local show taking place? It was in the message. That local show was taking place. In Doncaster. Yeah. Oh, my Donny. goodness. Yeah. It was in Donny. So we have actual final <clears throat> confirmation that Samoa Joe is the hardest man in Doncaster. He's the cock of the walk. He's the cock of Donny. Yeah. And he's going to take Karrion Cross down. Yeah, take that, Batman. Let us know what you thought about <laughs> Samoa Joe on all our social media networks via the links in our show notes. And when we come back, we've got three things from the world of wrestling that you should know about. That's up next on Tights and Fights. Video games. Video games. Video games. You like them? Maybe you wish you had more time for them. Maybe you want to know the best ones to play. Maybe you want to know what happens to Mario when he dies. <laughs> In that case, you should check out Triple Click. It's a podcast about video games. A podcast about video games? But I don't have time for that. Sure you do. Once a week, Kickback as three video game experts give you everything from critical takes on the hottest new releases to scoops, interviews, and explanations about how video games work to fascinating and sometimes weird stories about the games we love. Triple Click is hosted by me, Kirk Hamilton. Me, Jason Shire. And me, Maddie Myers. You can find Triple Click wherever you get your podcasts and listen at MaximumFun.org. Bye! Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Loveland, and I'm joined today by... Danielle Radford. And... Lindsay Kelk. How about we end the show by sharing some of the joy of wrestling with you? I thought so. This is The Three Count. Ring the damn bell. Danielle, who would you like to put over? 
I am putting over the return of Eva fucking Marie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Eva Marie came in with uh, Piper Niven as her muscle. I thought that that was really weird that they didn't, they kept acting like, oh, who is this Piper? That's crazy. Who is this Piper lady? And it's like she was on NXT UK. She did the tournament also, the ladies' tournament. Do y'all just not remember things? But yeah, having her come in and she obviously, like, I'm never going to be super cool with people doing Naomi dirty, but it was a fun match. But mostly, I'm going to put over everybody with common fucking sense. Uh, that didn't immediately start body shaming Piper because I did see some of it online and fuck all y'all, but I felt like maybe I've just curated a good feed where I don't get to see a lot of that shit because I mostly saw people supporting and telling everybody else to fuck off and stop being assholes. Piper is fucking strong and she is powerful. And I'm like, since she did the tournament, I've been excited to see what she does and where she ends up. And so I'm excited for her to get this main roster thing. And I'm glad that there are enough cool people that hopefully it didn't wind up tainting what was an amazing debut. Um, So once again, thank you to everybody that I get to see on my feed who has common fucking sense. And uh, fuck you to everybody who I don't get to see on my feed. You can lick all my balls from the front to the back, um, much like Batman. To the cover. And this is already over. And there is Ibrahim outside the ring. He just pinned a former champion of Naomi. Lindsay. (laughs) I guess all I can think about is the Batman thing. That's the rhythm. I, he keeps. I, like, I repeat what I said in the group chat, and I stand by it. He would be so bad at it. Anyway, I would like to put over one little thing, a one slightly longer thing. I watched the A and E documentary about Rowdy Roddy Piper this week. Um, I watched a couple of them, and they've been fine. They're all way too long. Um, but the Piper one, I think weirdly was freed up a little bit by his not being in it sadly because he's no longer with us they used a bunch of archive footage they interviewed all of his family and they interviewed everyone in the industry who loves him which is everyone i will say you've got to get past the opening segment which is vince pretending to call roddy in heaven (laughs) but i say get through it and i also say treat yourself uh, but he fully picks up his mobile phone and pretends to call Roddy in heaven and asks him to save him a seat at the table and then throws his mobile phone across the room and is like, Roddy's in heaven, he's not in hell. And then that's just how they open the show. So you got to get past Vince's ugly Hermes tie and you got to get past that and then you're just on a, a joyous two hours of celebrating one of the greats. Um, and then the other thing I want to put over is uh, we got a Peloton uh, because either my husband loves me or hates me, depending on how you feel about those commercials. And he <laughs> bought a Peloton, and um, Johnny Gargano is on Peloton as a public profile. And he tweeted about this ages ago to say, come follow me on Peloton and let's all hold each other accountable for our fitness. And I do it every day. Johnny Gargano does not do it every day. Johnny Gargano does it once a week. Uh, I know this because I'm following him. He only does the Alex Toussaint classes and that's cool. That's a legit choice. But come follow me and Johnny Gargano on Peloton uh, and let's all work out together, brothers. It's great. It's a magical time. Oh, I love that. The good thing is now that you have a Peloton, I'm sure this is the only time we'll ever hear about it. (laughs) 
Yes, I mean, I basically, my new choice is to either mention the Peloton all the time or become vegan and mention that all the time. These yeah, are now was, the only two things that I can you can ever know about me. For those uh, of you... But I don't know if I mentioned it. I got a Peloton. Oh, yeah. For those of you out there who don't know what Peloton is, imagine if CrossFit was a bike. I want to put over... And it was as, vegan. Like, you, you don't, don't leave them hanging. I've got to tell you about it. I want to put over that West Side Story segment for the Royal Rumble. And, <laughs> and I want you to watch it, and you'll figure out by, by, for yourselves why you will never see it on Peacock. There's going to be some troubles tonight. A very Royal Rumble. That's right. We'll step into the ring. We'll reach an understanding. When the smoke is clear, you're the last man standing. <laughs> I can't believe you actually did it. <laughs> Things that get cut sometimes wind up on the show, you guys. Yeah. I mean, I I, I wanted to put it over just because I remember the segment. I didn't remember that part of it until the break. But I still, it is so stupid and ridiculous. You should watch Vince talking to Roddy in heaven. Then watch then the watch West Side that. Story clip. Then go watch the Piper Niv and Naomi match. And just like cleanse yourself. Cleanse yourself. But then realize that Batman is the hero that your vagina deserves, but not the one it needs right now. So we'll hunt him because he can take it because he's not a hero. He eats ass, though. That does it for this week on Tights and Fights. Your hosts are Daniel Radford and Lindsay Kelk, along with me, Hal Loveland. You can follow me at Hal Loveland on all the socials. I am not on Peloton. But you can also watch the Thrilling Adventure Hour fun around that we did and watch me the very first time I was ever on the stage at the age of five years old in on local uh, Philadelphia television. It's adorable. I highly recommend that. Houseseats.live. Check out all the other great shows that are available there as well. Danielle? Um, so I wrote a comic book. I can finally talk about this now. I wrote a comic. Um, it's for, uh, if you know the cartoon, Agretzko. Um, it is the uh, comic version of that. It's Agretzko Meet Her World 3. Is it about wrestling? Yes. Are there corgis? Fucking yes. Um, I didn't know if I was ever going to be allowed to write a comic again, so I just wrote a comic about all of the stuff that I love. Um, so that is available. Go check it out. Be kind. It's my first one. If you hate it, it's fine. Just don't at me. <laughs> That's all I ask. Uh, and also still watch those Honest trailers. They come out every Tuesday. Lindsay? Hello. Um, Hi. I'm on Peloton. Uh, so at Lindsay Kelk on Peloton uh, let's ride guys let's ride um, I hate you I love my Peloton um, at Lindsay Kelk everywhere Inclu and now including Peloton follow me and Johnny Gargano but not Candice who is on there but her profile is private even uh. though Johnny in his tweet also invited people to follow Candice and then Candice was like why have you done that I've set my profile to private you idiot um, so just, just follow me and Johnny our producer Julian Burrell has a frohawk in progress and apparently this is very unorthodox has something special to share Julian what do you have just a reminder go listen to that episode of uh, go fact yourself it's the episode that came out uh, before the one that's coming out uh, that's most recent got Cole Caban on it it was really really good and I really really liked it all you wrestling fans you'll love hearing his love of, of uh, different things that are not wrestling and answering trivia about them what's his topic 
Can you tell us? Uh, yeah, actually, it's been a couple of weeks. He, uh, it's so spoilers if you really don't want to hear and you haven't, you care about spoilers. Uh, uh, it's the movie Over the Top. Oh. You, it's he's talked about it a lot on Twitter. I think probably because we jarred a lot of memories loose, but it, I won't spoil the expert that we got for him because it is, uh, it was a very good surprise, and he did have a great surprise face when we when we introduced him to it. Awesome. Senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music, so we're putting him over for that. Keep up with us all week long on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Links to all of those are in our show notes. If you love what we do, remember to hit those five stars on Apple Podcasts and share us with all your friends. And thank you so much to the Max Fun members who make this show possible. If you're not a member, but you're a member of the Nation of Conversation, why don't you wear your membership on your back? That is a threat. Get our t-shirt. We'll be back next week for even more, you guessed it, wrestling. Ties and Bites Podcast. Ties and Bites. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.